Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Chamberlain. How you doing, Matt? Well, it's December, and I I hate the cold, so there's that. But, you know, sports-wise, we're, we're still alive. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to describe it. I just have no feelings anymore. <laughs> My uh, emotions have been ripped out. Oklahoma State football has either got us in our feels or just killed them. It's officially just killed Biden. I'm just like hardcore. Is I imagine this is how it's like being a Knicks fan. Like officially, <laughs> that's where I've hit with this Oklahoma State football program. You have expectations, and it just never comes to pass. Yeah, exactly. At least Oklahoma State can get to 500. I'll give them that. That's a good point. They actually can do things like you know make a bowl game, make postseason play. How about that? Hey, the Knicks. There's ten spots now. Remember that, Ryan. There's ten spots now because you get to play in games. There's more of a chance. Okay, sure, sure. Tell yourself that. Tell yourself that. I mean, I'm not like a Knicks fan or anything, so it doesn't matter. To me. I'm just saying, in general, Knicks fans, tell yourself that. Believe in it. Uh, Matt, we have a new setup. Yeah, we do. It's like official. Like we're official, like podcast space now. It's not like some plastic chair. Well, hey, that the 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 couch, the inspiration. The couch behind. is gone officially. So yeah. That, that, that we may have to rebrand, and in spirit of like the Washington football team, we may just call it like the professional podcast team. <laughs> yeah, the the professional basketball or basketball podcast. Yes. Um, like so there's that. Uh, anyways, enough banter about just nonsense school things. Let's talk about basketball because that's going to happen pretty soon. Yeah, we're a couple weeks away now from the regular season. Yeah, I know it's pretty exciting. Um, so I'm really really pumped for. Um, this week, um, but if you haven't followed us on Twitter or Instagram, make sure you follow us there on social media and give us a rating and a review um, on your podcast platform of your choice. Matt, did you know we were uh, like a, the 120th podcast in Germany for basketball and sports? <laughs> That's so random and awesome. Yeah, I didn't tell you that intentionally because I wanted to get your genuine reaction on the podcast. But thank you for people in Germany listening to us That's right now. That's incredible. Like, us- and considering that soccer is such a bigger deal there, and like volleyball, and the, basically every other sport besides basketball. Yeah. Maybe they just heard all the Killian Hayes love I had. I guess and, that's and it. And they're just like, we're on board with that guy. I guess. And, of- and your love for Dennis Schroeder. That's like true. I do love Dennis Schroeder. So we're just hitting the buzzwords in Germany. I guess so. That SEO is really killing it in Germany. <laughs> um, well, welcome... Thank you for listening, us dumb Americans talking about basketball for, I don't know, like an hour, an hour and a half, some weeks. Anyways, uh, Matt, this is episode 92. What did people miss in episode 91? So we talked about the, the young guns getting max deals. So that was the Jason Tatum groups, the Brandon Ingrams. And uh, Ryan and I, we, we kind of ranked how we uh, felt about those guys. We only talked about five of them, um, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Brandon Ingram, um, Jason Tatum, I'm leaving one off, bam, out of bio. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, some similarities in our list. Ryan uh, hating on Donovan Mitchell last week. Listen, I'm not <laughs> hating. You're throwing words in, in my mouth here. I, I appreciate Donovan Mitchell quite a bit. I just don't appreciate him not showing up for playoff series sometimes, you know? Hey, hey, get the disrespect out your mouth. Um, <laughs> and then we also talked about the revamping of Atlanta's roster as they go out and sign Danilo Gallinari, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, 
and and make a run for those playoffs like i i was joking about the knicks there's more spots if you consider the play-in tournament a playoff spot i don't know if we technically do or don't the no, nba doesn't no 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 i'm not we don't need to give the satisfaction to that no. 10 seed no. that they made the playoffs. No, we're not doing that shenanigans. That's that's ending right here yeah. on this podcast. So those games not counting for regular season, um, but also not counting for the playoffs. So these just weird purgatory games. Um, oh, you're, you're not here, you're not there. But anyway, uh, so those were our two main topics of last week. And, and we talked a little that like, okay, besides the Bogdanovich deal, NBA kind of took a chill pill was like, all right, let's slow down. Let's let's get our bearings. And then uh, just said, F it. <laughs> yeah, that's where this week came in. And I guess the thing I spoke into existence happened. You did this. This is your fault, Ryan. John Wall and Russell Westbrook got traded for each other, <laughs> which is just spectacular. Like, if you really think about that, the, the teams just swap bad contracts. It's literally like the exact same deal. I think John Wall gets paid like an extra 100K every year. Yeah. That's it. So it's like, whatever. Uh and we'll talk about this here in, here in a minute for one of our big topics. But a pick got attached towards John Wall, which says yeah. quite a bit about that Washington situation, I yeah. think. It's, this is weird. It's this a weird strange. situation. We'll get into it here in a second. <clears throat> we talked about AD resigning last week, too, and we got our answer. LeBron yeah. signed an extension, a two-year $85 million extension, which is a lot. Yeah. I mean, the it's more the commitment by him. Yeah, like, yeah. This is where I'll be. This is where I'm basically going to end my career, right? That's what it feels like. It's also a continued big, big middle finger to Dan Gilbert and the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> because he would never do a one on one. Like he would never do more than a one on one with them, and he just kept. He, now he's he's originally signed a four year deal, and now he signed a two million two year uh, extension that yeah. puts him at a minimum of six years with the Lakers. Yeah, that's pretty incredible, to be honest. Like I really. We talked about like what's holding AD up, um, and we mentioned like is LeBron considering his future being one of them, and we saw the LeBron shoe fall first, and then a couple days later, then we saw the AD uh, news come across about him also signing with the Lakers. Yep, Long and that, that brings us to our next signing. AD signed uh, a five-year, so the max, $190 million deal. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of surprising because he's not too far off from that 10 I think it's next summer. Yeah. He could have waited and got like an extra 30, 40 mil. Which I guess is whatever. I'm sure he's going to make that up in other ways somehow. Right. Um, but, I mean, good for AD here. I think this is like obviously where he wanted to be from the get-go. Um, so, congratulations on signing that deal and potentially making another two-year window for winning championships for los angeles there's just there's got to be some internal value of like i know where i'm going to be because there's yeah. no way the lakers will ever trade him either right. so you're like i know where my home is for the next five years does not matter if i get hurt does not matter if lebron leaves or stays this is my home and i think there's a lot of value in that for a guy like ad who he was loyal to new orleans long time probably too long <laughs> but ultimately it got him where he needed to be yep 100 percent um, the last piece of news here, uh, we got kind of like some Christmas openers and some season openers, uh, announced this week. Some mm -hmm. of the schedule of the first like half of the NBA schedule yes. was announced, um, which was really cool and pretty exciting. It's just reaffirming that basketball is coming back sooner mm -hmm. rather than later, which is cool, I guess. Preseason starting later this week. 
yeah, the 11th, we're recording on the 6th, on the sixth. so it, it's just kind of like, wow, this is uh, all happening yeah. real fast. Yeah. And there's still like some free agents who haven't signed anywhere. Yeah, a few still. So um, I saw, I think it's Bobby Marks has done a really good job tweeting out, like, like I think it's something close to like 94% of team rosters are filled. Which is so, insane. Yeah, and so like, if you're not signed at this point, you got to start getting worried, like, are you getting re-signed? If any, because a lot of these teams are bringing in these rookies on, or you know, second-year guys on just cheap deals, that it's like if Ball Ball is no longer on a two-way and he's just on a guaranteed deal, that's that's one less roster spot now. Yep. Just just those type of uh, deals have been coming through, right? And and so yeah, some of those vets starting to get a little worried. It's all guys like Bellinelli. He's like, I'll just go overseas. Yeah, that was crazy, right? He's like just, you'd feel like there would be some value for Bellinelli, but I guess not for what he was wanting. Yeah, and so it's like, all right, cool, go play overseas, go go back home to Italy, and just do your thing. And like that's cool too, you know. And you know how many guys in the league have come back over to the states? So like you see the Brad Wanamakers. So going over in your mid twenties doesn't mean you'll never come back. Likely, no, but you still got a chance. So maybe you hold out hope a bit, or yeah. just go to the G League. But the G League's maybe not playing this year. Probably not playing this year. Which is crazy. What about that? I mean, some of those guys from high school signed up to be G Leaguers, so that's going to be Yeah, that Ignite team. It's yeah. basically just like some faux scrimmages is yeah, what it is. I guess so. It's weird. And it's like they're not, from what I've understood, they haven't even put like much of the footage out even. And it's like, why? Like, <laughs> What are we holding on to? Yeah. Here? Okay. So that's weird. Anyway, we'll get off of that and we'll go to the main topic, Ryan. Let's just get into this Wall Westbrook trade that somehow, some way got done. Even though both teams actively said, this is not a thing. We are not trading John Wall. We are not trading Russell Westbrook. It might be uncomfortable, but we're going to do it. Um, Okay. That's fine. <laughs> you can say you're not going to do something. And Again, then... just proving lip service. Yeah, exactly. Like, these... It's kind of a weird deal. Uh, I mean, like we mentioned, that John Wall and Russell Westbrook get swapped for each other. But the pick, pick protection is a 2023 first round. It's basically pick. lottery protected. Yeah. And then it goes down by, like, two spots every year. It's so like 2024, it'd be top 12. Next year, 10. Next year, 8. And then after that, it's when it just conveys to, like, seconds. If it hasn't conveyed by then, it will convey by then. So, by 20, 2026 is the year it can be the best value. Yeah. And it can be ninth. Yeah. Like, that's the best it could be. I don't know. The The pick just feels a little weird in this whole situation. Yeah. But it's like, I think in some way, Houston needed to affirm that Russell Westbrook was better than John Wall, and we are getting something back for him. And it's like, this pick is all you have to show, really. Unless John Wall is better than we think he will be coming off of two years of no basketball. So I think that's my thing, too, with this trade, is like this signals that Washington really, or that John Wall really isn't as good as we have seen him, um, because like you don't attach the asset. Yeah, if, if you... If think he's the better player right exactly you'd convince houston the other way um i don't know it's just kind of like a eh, whatever trade um i think it's i mean like this whole st- thing stems from john wall not being the center of what the washington wizards yeah. again um, we, we talked about that tommy shepherd podcast, podcast interview yeah. with zach glow where he pretty clearly said brad beal is the centerpiece of our team 
Yeah. Like, he's the guy here. And not that he ever said John Wall is going to have to take a step back, but repeatedly said Brad Veal is, is the guy here. And so that's, and it reportedly ruffled John Wall the wrong way. And then, oh, no, that's just reporting. It's fake news. And then it's like, no, it did. It did. And that's okay to say. Yeah. It's a, what if John Wall's account said, you know, I was the guy in Washington for a long time. We brought in Brad Beal. We worked really well together. I understand where they're coming from. I've been out for two years. And Brad Beal's had a great uh, success, like, individually in that two years. So we're looking to have that great co-tandem again. No one will say it. Because no one wants to be, like, the second fiddle. It's like in The Office when right. Jim got promoted to co-manager. <laughs> it's like Michael couldn't adjust to that. <laughs> like, he couldn't, he couldn't be co-manager and co-manager. That wasn't a thing. I think that's just kind of what happened here. That's a good point, is that, like, I guess, like, Bradley Beal, in a way, has just taken over that team and is now, like, this centerpiece for that Washington Wizards team. I think Westbrook understands that probably better than anybody um, because, he, I mean... He's always kind of said publicly, at least, that in Oklahoma City, he was always second to Durant. Yeah. Um, even though he was, like, the vocal leader with that team. Houston, same situation. Like, he knew James Harden was the centerpiece for that offense and centerpiece for that franchise. I think with, like, Washington, I think you're at least getting someone you know is going to play. Like, I talked about this when we had that train machine. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, you like, Russell Westbrook has played, like... If, he, if it's, like, an 82-game season, he's playing, like, 75 of those games, right? Yeah, right. So, like, it's a 72-game season this season. He's playing 60 games at least. Yeah. It's like he's playing 90% of the games. Yeah. That's, that's basically it. Whatever the number, he's playing 90% of them. So you feel pretty good about that. And of the myriad of just, like, random bullet point topics we have, I think Washington got better if for no other reason you know Russell Westbrook's on the court. Yeah. That, that's one of the main points here is... John Wall, while I feel like I've inadvertently become like the Wizards stand here like, <laughs> out of the two of us, um, is, but I know as a Boston fan for a moment, whenever we had to play Washington in the playoffs, hated it. Yeah. Just gave me gray hair trying to watch us defend John Wall and Bradley Beal because we couldn't do it. Right. I remember, was it 2017 when like, that went like seven games. Oh, John Wall. Yeah. John Wall hit like the game six winner, and I just the black black attire. Yeah, series. and I was like, all right, I you know the black thing was dumb, but yeah, um, it's like I I couldn't tell you going into game seven we were winning that. Ultimately, the Celtics did, but I couldn't told like have told you with any level of confidence that going in that we were going to win the game. Um, and I think it's just I've seen John Wall be so dynamic. It's hard to like give up on him. And I don't think this trade is necessarily giving up on him in general. But Washington's like, we just need some level of stability here. Like, we know Russell Westbrook's going to be on the floor. We know what he does. And Russell Westbrook, he's not changing what he does, as we've seen over the last several years. So at least we just have this to work with. We can work with something here. Whereas John Wall, you you didn't know what he was going to be coming off the injury. Because that guy we saw in the Boston series you know, a few years ago, you can't expect him to just walk back and be that guy anymore. 100%. Yeah, like the, the Achilles injury is still a big question mark. Of course, like we've seen him, um, you know, in like Instagram videos, which are That's never... Great. Yeah, it's never a good sign if you're like promoting Instagram vi videos. Like, I mean, ask Ben Simmons about that. Um, I it just... Like, 
the ideal situation that we've always talked about, Russell Westbrook, whether it be in Houston or Oklahoma City, is that it's like surround him with shooters. And like surround him with shooters, give him a spread pick and roll. And he kind of has that in Washington. Like yeah. Bradley Beal is a legit shooter. Davis Bertans legit shooter. Right. Thomas Bryant can kind of shoot the ball. No, he he definitely can. It's for him. It's more about defense. Yeah, but he's definitely can also run pick and roll, pick and pop for that team. So it's like okay, you've got some things going for you now, and all of a sudden it's like there's a semi legitimate roster in Washington. Um, you even like Hachimura, like was a decent shooter last year. Yeah. Could be another pick-and-roll guy for them to run if they want to go small ball five. They brought in Denny Avdia in the draft this year, who another competent ball handler. I, I've always said I think he's a better shooter than his stats have shown. Like, the shot looks fine. So if you just think, okay, they have seven, eight legitimate NBA guys on this team in their rotation, and if you can just kind of fill out the last few spots with some other dudes, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you you are legitimately in contention for like the eight in the East. Because yeah, heaven forbid, like you got to play like Atlanta or something, you yeah. know, like right. it's no big deal at the end of the day. So it's really Washington probably saw Atlanta's move and was like, we we can be right there, you know. And so they they made this trade, and I and I get it. And what you were saying, this is a good fit for us, and. In Houston, he never got to run pick and roll. Not really. Because there, there's no one to set the pick yeah. in Houston. So, I mean, aside from when Capella was there and they traded him mid-year. So I, I want to see pick and roll Russ. Because that... Russ was, was good at points during this year. Bad start with Houston. Yeah. Good, yeah, good beginning 2020. So if he can just get some semblance of pick and roll action, spacing around him, kick out to corners, shooters, like... Just simplify that for him and his role. I think Russ is good on this team. I don't know if he's great, but he's good. I mean, like, if you're Washington, you think about... You talk yourself into, like, former MVP. He made an oh, all-NBA sure. team he last, did. this last year. Whether he should have or not, right. he made it. Yeah. Third team. Um, And this can be a dynamic playmaker, like, and... You can get the ball out of Bradley Beal's hand some. Like, he doesn't have to Bradley Beal's a great catch-and-shoot guy. Yeah, and he's just been asked to dribble the ball more for that team because they had no one else who could. Um, I I don't know. I kind of like this move way more for Washington than I do for Houston. Yeah. Um, Because, like, I mean, it's to the point you're making of, like, yeah, he can kick it out to the corner because, like, who's the best, like, corner three-point shooter Russ has ever played with? PJ Tucker? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess. Like, if you Because think... Oklahoma City never surrounded him with shooting wings, besides no. Kevin Durant, obviously, and that's going way back. Right. But they never really ran that pick and roll all that yeah. much. Um, so, I, I, like, if you're. Like, Washington, you sell it as, like, okay, this guy might be the best, like, point guard we've gotten. And that's saying a lot. Like, you're giving up John Wall, but, like,. Russ averaged a triple double, triple double, not too long ago, and you yeah. feel like if you get like a percentage, seventy five percent of that player, you're really in contention for, I think more than an eight seed. Like you yeah. could get like, you could anybody, fight for like a six. Yeah, anybody could slip. Like the Pacers could slip. They could yeah. get an injury. They couldn't be not as good as on defense this year, and they yeah. slip to the eight. Yeah. 
that that is possible for sure i i think there's a ceiling definitely for washington still like a pretty clear one yeah right and they're not like contending with milwaukee no. or miami i guess no yeah i think six maybe you can make an argument for five if a couple teams fall off yeah. hard but it's but that's so much more hope for washington than they had you know a week ago right right a week ago it's like are they fighting to get in this play-in tournament and you know hopefully just knock off atlanta chicago whatever now it's like if even if they did make the play-in tournament borderline favorite in that grouping uh, of teams I guess the sevens included, so maybe Indiana or whoever, you know. But still, it's like the fact that they've elevated a tier in the East in the league. Um, that's a huge win for Washington. Also, with that group, I think there are still a pretty decent amount of young guys. And there's again, we've talked about this before. There's something about putting guys on the floor who don't suck, putting adults in the locker room, yeah. and just being like, "This is how we're going to be professional." This is how we're going to play basketball. And just, like, we're not going to lower some expectations and just, like, allow garbage. And while I I know I've been critical of Russell Westbrook's game, it, he provides a lot on the floor still. Like, he, br- he brings a lot of value, especially bringing value to a team as, like, what we are as a franchise. I too saw it in Oklahoma City, um, even post-Durant, post-Abaka and Harden and everything. We saw him basically just carry that franchise. I'm not giving Bradley Beal, and honestly not that different of a situation than Oklahoma City. And it's like, okay, wh- why not with this group of guys this year for Washington? I, I definitely get why we should be not, I don't want to say optimistic about Washington, but not hate them. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I'm more optimistic now about Washington than I was a year ago. Like, I think we were both pretty down on Washington last year. Even if Wall was healthy. Yeah. last year i i'm still so unsure about that team and maybe that goes some credit into the role players developing hachimura being better than we thought it'd be but still it's i i know i've always had the internal struggle of is russ really like that much better than like john wall yeah and i can't tell you like at their peaks that russ was like definitively better because there's no way you can like say Bradley Beal's even had a semblance of a team close to what Russ has had throughout his career, right? Whether it's the earlier and like that's not you know a knock on Russ that he had Kevin Durant, but like Bradley Beal's never had anyone close to a Durant, a Harden, borderline even in a Baca. Yeah, like right. Bradley Beal kind of elevated to that level, but we didn't get to see it for too terribly long before the injuries caught up to him. It's like if you put Wall on those. OKC teams. Is it really that much different? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, I don't want to take like credit away from Russ because he still yeah, right. did the production. But Wall's a really good basketball player, and if he and he's a better three point shooter than Russ. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If over the last you know several months he has really worked on the catch and shoot aspect of his game. And I still think even John Wall with 80% of his athleticism can still get to the rim consistently at the NBA level because that dude was a monster before. And if he's just, again, part of what he was, that's still a really good NBA point guard. You know, I, I hope he's better than like what we've seen come out from like Derrick Rose mm. coming off his injuries. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to have more hope for him than like that. But Derrick Rose on like this Houston team would be a really, really nice player still. Like what we're seeing from him in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that we saw with Russ and that John 
Wall is going to run into is that, like, James Harden... Just, what happens when you touch the ball for 15 seconds? Yeah. Like, what then, do you do with it? Yeah. And, like, this team, obviously, is going to be constructed differently um, because, like, they've moved away from micro ball. Like, they're not doing extra small ball thing. James Harden's going to dribble the ball for, like, 15 seconds and then may pass you the ball. Yeah. Is, like, John Wall really going to be happy with that? Are they going to run that type of offense? Maybe, maybe not. But even then, like, when Harden has passed the ball in the past, he takes himself out of the equation. Yeah, and you're playing five on four. So you're playing five on four. Maybe that's where John Wall's best, like, just getting downhill and attacking. Um, But I I think the fit in Houston is a lot more messy than it was with Westbrook. Because Westbrook could do one thing really well, and that was get to the rim. Yeah. We're st- we still haven't seen it yet with John Wall, and like you John right. Wall's like best ability is passing the ball. Incredible passer. Incredible passer. Is there enough talent around John Wall at this point in Houston to like take advantage of that ability? Right. Yeah, like again, another thing with Houston, we mentioned it last week. Um, they did sign Boogie. I, I no no expectations for Boogie at this point. Is I, he the starting center there? Like I he, guess. He might be, unless Christian Woods is starting center, and then you got to insert someone else in the starting lineup. Anyway, um, I, but even Christian Wood as like a pick and roll guy, teams at this point still don't respect Christian Wood. Don't respect. I mean, they're going to go under John Wall every time in the pick and roll. So it's like, are we still getting into the same similar problems? I guess. And how, are we just tossing the ball to Christian Wood in the post? Eh. Um, that doesn't feel very Houston-y at this point. Now I know Houston's kind of got the revamped front office and obviously the new coach. So I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe they're willing to get more post touches now. Maybe they're going to try and have more off-ball cutters. Maybe they're going to do some like double screen away from the ball and like try and get shooters coming off of some motion. I don't know. I have no confidence that a James Harden-led basketball team will do any of that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter who the coach is here. Right. It feels like this is what James Harden wants to do is going to be done. And we've seen it now for like five years, what James Harden wants to do. And they've really just let him do it the last two. And it's somewhat worked. But another side note here is this is this is James Harden's third elite point guard now. Right? So there's we got to start having some real talks if this doesn't go well. And... Even if John Wall's not the perfect candidate to go here, it's still John Wall. I mean, the perfect candidate to go here, like, next to James Harden is Chris Paul, right? <laughs> if only they would have had him, Ryan. <laughs> I, like, I think you're 100% right in that, like, yeah, we gotta start talking about this whole experiment with point guard next to James Harden. Because, like, this obviously isn't working out at yeah. this point. This is third point guard in as many years. Or I guess, yeah. Yeah. Three years. Paul Westbrook, now Wall. Like, I don't know, like, what the best player fit next to James Harden is at this point. I, I've I've heard this question asked before, and it's always been, well, like a Kevin Durant or like a LeBron James type, like a wing player. It's like, you're talking about two of the best players to ever play the game. <laughs> so... At, I mean, I, Bradley Beal, you could throw, like, that name out there. I but, guess. Like, it's it's the idea of, like, a wing forward creator instead of a six-foot-two creator. 
is the idea here of like someone who can still play defense on the perimeter, like against bigger or smaller guys, guys who can catch and shoot, guys who can like somewhat do a, you know work off the dribble like in secondary situations, but it's just not a point guard. That's basically what you want. How many of those guys are there though? There's a handful of elite ones, and the yeah. ones that like you're just not getting like nod and like you're not getting like a happy someone to walk into Houston at this point because yeah. they're so like cap locked and they have so many issues with their cap. Yes. Um so there's not like a Kevin Durant walking through or Paul George walking through that door. No. Um so I don't know, like it feels like this is the last heave for Houston to yes. like keep their championship window open. But I feel like someone has already glued the window shut with, like, wood glue and, like, put security tape around it. And it's just like, do not enter. Yeah. This championship run has, like, essentially just passed Houston It's over in the eyes of everyone else besides Houston. It's basically where we're at. I also wonder, is, like, is that front office thinking they're trading James Harden? Because if you just have John, John Wall. So that's been a topic of conversation, right? Of, like, is this a precursor to it? I I have no confidence in the Houston front office making logical decisions at this point, right? Because you just traded Russ for John Wall. And again, it's the same point we made with Washington. Is at least you know Russ is on the floor. Yeah. Right? So if you were actually going for a championship, and we can argue, you know, is Russ better, Wall better, whatever, at least Russ is on the floor. You, you're not getting to a championship if John Wall is not on the floor. We know that for certain. So eating $40 million of your cap to sit on the bench. I, it feels, I, I could get why people want to say like James Harden is now on the move, like officially. I'm, I guess I'm not ready to get there until probably closer to the trade deadline or next off season. But at the same time, if you told me James Harden pulled a Jimmy Butler and 12 games mm-hmm. in was like, get I, me out of here. Yeah. And I will do whatever it takes to get me out of here. I wouldn't be shocked either. That that could be a thing. Because, like, if you're the front office, you kind of have to play that scenario out. Like, what if James Harden asks out after this? Allegedly, it's still not reported to training camp yet. Even though they could have been there for the last, like, week. So, yet. That's the key word, yet. He's probably partying at a nightclub somewhere. I mean, um, probably playing basketball somewhere privately. Um, I, so if James Harden asks out, like... Wh- the things you're getting back for James Harden does not equate to the talent level of James Harden. Of course not. So, like, what's the... Like, what What would this... So you're John Wall for the next three years, plus whatever you get back for James Harden, plus Christian Wood, plus Boogie Cousins. Yeah. I'm going to say at least Christian Wood. I don't feel the need to include Boogie at this point. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But, like, you still have, like, Eric Gordon on this team. You still have, like... PJ Tucker on this team. Is this Daniel team just House. gonna turn into like the Detroit Pistons, but maybe a little bit less talent deprived if James Harden leaves? You're you're probably closer to that than you want to be. Yeah. Like that outcome. I I almost feel like they're more Orlando Magic y. Mm. Like they're still like They think they, they should make the playoffs, playoffs but and like if they're in the East they could probably still make like the eight or something with whatever they get back for Harden. But like in the West, it's obviously a completely different ball game. Like, yeah, you're at like 14th all of a sudden. Um, I feel like they're more that category, Charlotte E, mm. than anything. Mm. Still not great scenarios here, yeah. but 
maybe it's not quite as dire as Detroit. I don't know, Detroit trying to change some things there for sure. But anyway, so going back to, to Houston, so what's the best case scenario for this team, Ryan, this year? Best case scenario. Best case scenario, John Wall plays 95% of your season games and James Harden goes back to MVP form and you're the fifth seed. Goes back to MVP form? He hasn't been in MVP, MVP form last year? He he slipped. People don't want to talk about it. He <laughs> slipped out of that MVP conversation. He did a bit. Like Tom Brady slipped out of the season. <laughs> um, I think you're you're pretty spot on there. I, at this point, I don't think John Wall's playing more than 60 games. Yeah. And because he's going to, every five games, needs a game off. That's yeah. I feel like. So that's the other question is like, we, is John Wall cleared to play without a minutes restriction? Like, do we know no that? No idea. Know that for certain? Like, do yeah. we know anything about John Wall's condition? Yeah. I, I, I haven't heard much for sure. Part of it's Washington never wanted to put it out there because yeah. they didn't want to put any expectations on him. Right. Um, I don't know. That's so my best case since it's like maybe 60 games. And if John Wall could get to like 18, 10 and six, you'd have to be probably pretty happy if he could get to like 34%, 35% three point shooting. Like that's probably a win for you. And then you're right. Harden, like he could definitely go MVP, just nuclear this year. I mean, that's a, it's a tough ask, but I guess it's best case scenario. Christian Wood looks like a fringe all-star. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's ultra realistic, but I guess that's like a top 5% outcome for him this coming season. I think, and we, we mentioned some of the role guys, Eric Gordon not looking like crap. Eric Gordon nice. has to actually play basketball. Yeah. And like hit threes. Yeah. Like he can't just like stand out on the hash and just Kind of just, yeah, just kind of loaf around. Be irrelevant, there. essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, if they can get what they got from Daniel House and P.J. Tucker these last, you know, year or so, that's a win for them. But it's not like this team has great depth either. It's like there's only so many guys you can rely on in Houston. Like, can we really rely on Ben McLemore? Not not feeling great about that. We're about to find out if Mike D'Antoni got the best out of this roster. Yeah. Like, right. that's that's what it comes down to for me. And even guys like Austin Rivers, kind of like him leaving kind of felt like a big deal. Because there's only so many guys they had to replace them, right? Right. It's like they went out and signed, like, Sterling Brown from Milwaukee. It's like, okay. It's fine. That's, that's like a nice, like, 10th guy for your team. You have, like, David Naba, who, like, was hurt last year. But, like, he could have been the rotation. Okay, that's nice. You went and re-signed Gerald Green. Okay, like, again, he's fine-ish when he's out there. He's coming off a major knee injury. Other than that, I'm not sure you have too many NBA players on your roster, like, right now. So, I don't feel great about them, like, especially if John Wall's got to sit, you know, every so yeah. often. If Eric Gordon's got to sit every so often. If James has to sit every so often. Boogie, like we've kind of mentioned, no idea if he's playing or not. Just, like, or even to what level or how much. So, it's like... I can't tell you for certain that they will have more than like six NBA players available for every game, and that that's pretty, that like that is somewhat best case scenario. Still. This feels a lot like the Warriors almost like last, oh, last year. Like if one thing kind of goes off with James Harden where he misses like a month, yeah, done. Like breaks a finger or something yeah. like that. Just, just like, shut it down. Yeah, which he may just end up breaking a finger now and just saying like, yeah, oh I'm, no. <laughs> uh, that was, was kind of the next question. The worst case scenario. 
Yeah. Worst case scenario is Wall can play 30-ish games, if that. Yeah. And James Harden, something happens like with Steph. And just complete tank job in Houston. Like, that's kind of it. I guess, like, the bad side is, like, if you tank, you really have to tank. Yes. Because you can't miss and tank because you owe pick swaps to other teams. Like, you owe first-round picks to other teams at this point. So it's not even like, oh, we can tank and be the one or two. I mean, you you re- like you have to bank on being the one or two, or else, like if like it doesn't convey and yeah. like so yeah. It, let me see if I can look up real quick what they've. Got I think the Oklahoma City ones months. are like like pretty heavily protected yeah. the pick swaps, but like some of it kind of gets dicey. Like in later years, it's like top three protected, yeah, and like the odds of you being top three not great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. So. Yeah, this one going to, uh, sorry, trying to look at all this real quick. It's like top four protected. Yeah. So, and there's a yeah. good chance you're the five. Like, there's a really yeah. Legit What's the thing chance? though? Just the way the lottery breaks, then the yeah. lottery balls. Like, you could legitimately be like, you know how uh, Chicago, like, like Chicago was really bad. The Knicks were really bad, and yet they still ended up in like the five and the eight. And yeah. it's like, oh god, that's killer. Like that could happen. You could legitimately be as bad as Golden State and Minnesota were, and you know maybe you get lucky and you vault up into the um, top one, two, three, whatever. But you could as easily get bumped back. Yeah. And so it's like then you could just tank and be crappy for nothing. And then you're just really screwed. Yeah. And so it's like okay, they got the pick coming in from Portland for Robert Covington. That's top fourteen protected. So Portland's got to make the playoffs. Yeah. There may happen. You know, it's just like. There's only so many avenues for this Houston team to get better going forward beyond this year, considering the major contracts. So if James Harden is for some reason out, this team is just screwed beyond belief. And if John Wall really can't play, there's there's very little hope for that franchise. Yeah, it's like Washington and Houston kind of just flipped. Yeah. Like scenarios, essentially. Yeah. At least in my mind. Um, because I feel like, I mean, you can still get a lot for James Harden if he asks out. Um, I think even if he asks out, like, and everyone knows he wants out, I still yeah. think you get a lot back. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, you're probably trading to somewhere that has stars. And if that team wants to keep its stars happy, you got to give up what you got to give up for James Harden. Yeah. You know, and they're obviously probably not trading him to like the randos, the Indianas of the world. I'm going to keep bringing up Indiana today, but <laughs> the, in, the Indiana types yeah. of the world. Like He's the, not a small market no, guy anymore. No, no, 100%. Moving on? Yeah, topic two. Topic two, Christmas Day matchups. Our yeah. favorite time yes. of the year. He's um, got announced and just got me giddy. Yeah, so the Christmas Day lineup is starts with Zion. and yep. Playing Miami. Playing Miami. Uh, then, just the irony of that. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the fat kid up against like the super workout squad. <laughs> Just, just that, that, that tickled me. Um, and then the Warriors and Bucks play next, which is interesting. Yeah. A little tidbit there. Uh, Nets Celtics, which may be the, one of the high, highlights of the day. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie going up against the old old Celtics. Mavericks Lakers, which is always wonderful. just a wonderful game. And then Clippers Nuggets, which is just <laughs> ruthless. Yeah. 
just ruthless by the NBA yeah. schedulers. So we won't give predictions for these. We'll save that for one of the pods closer to the season tip-off. But we will catch, uh, or we'll talk about this. So what catches our eye about some of these matchups? So we'll go in order. Um, so we'll start with the, the Pelicans-Heat game, Ryan. I, I kind of said just the need to put Zion on TV caught my eye. They, uh, like, they're... The NBA is like the drug dealer who just keeps handing these things out and just wants more of it. This is like the FBI with like crack in Chicago, yeah. <laughs> like just just trying to permeate the community and just like you get some crack, you get some crack. NBA fans, you get to watch Zion and you get to watch Zion. Like I get it, he's a young star. You want to sell him all that stuff. Like you want to sell him as a league league icon. Um, I mean, this is good for New Orleans. I think. Uh, I don't, like, this game's like, eh. Like, it's at 11 a.m. I feel like this is a game I, like, turn on at halftime, you know? Yeah. Uh, is it so close? Oh, okay. I guess I'll watch them. Yeah. Oh, the heater up by 24 at half? <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah. That's about what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's on? Is there any Christmas movies on at this point? Because <laughs> you got to bank that stuff up when you're around family. You can't just, like, I don't know. That's how it works with me, at least. Like, I can't just, like dedicate christmas to watching you can't justify basketball. it if it's bad yeah right if it's good you, all right cool but if it's bad then it's rough i will say thank god that we're not watching the knicks in this early time slot i know right they've left the knicks off for the last couple years now it's really nice um so uh, just an aside so national tv games of, of what we know for the schedule the pelicans have 14 ryan Fourteen. good god only the Lakers have more, and they're tied with the Celtics, Mavericks, and Warriors for 14 as second. And before you get down to like Nets at 13, Bucks 12, Clippers 11, and so on. So it's like, again, we're watching Zion this year, whether we want to or not. And don't get me wrong, I want to watch Zion. Oh, 100%. I also want Zion to be on the court. I also want Zion not to weigh. 300 pounds this could so we want a lot of things very easily bite the league in the butt right yeah because if there's 14 nationally televised games so far that we know of right for like the first like 35 40 games (laughs) if half those he's not playing that's not a great look and that we got into this last year a little bit too yeah where it's like okay cool we get to watch lonzo and like you know the brandon ingram like brandon ingram did get legitimately better so like okay there is something there to watch still but it's like the Pelicans, I can't tell you that they're better this year than they were last year even. Because mm. Drew Holiday's gone and, you know, there was so much mixing and matching. Like, at least we get to watch your boy Steven Adams, you know, new uniform. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I, that's still kind of just like a, a far-off dream for me. You're going to have to, like, see the first Thunder game. Not that you ever will because they're not on national TV ever. <laughs> Thankfully, we have local. Yeah, Fox Sports. Um, but, like, I going back to the Zion pit, I, I hope he's good. I hope he's really good, but I putting them against the Heat—that's a tough, tough matchup. I mean, just to, to get started with. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I'm not saying it'll you be give interesting them a cupcake. to see the Heat outside of the bubble because, right. like that—that's been kind of the speculation is that the Heat like benefited from that bubble situation because they're such like a tightly knit organization that yeah. just like runs like. A, not like military but like you know they're pretty like buttoned up yes so what does it look like now that they're outside of the bubble are they as good i think that's kind of an interesting point to watch at least from a miami perspective well they're always a well-conditioned team so you know it doesn't matter if they've had time off or if they had a short training camp every guy's gonna come in there in shape 
Right. Everyone's going to be like basketball, you know, ready. Duncan so, Robinson's going to hit a gazillion threes because right. New Orleans can't figure out how to defend. So, you know, I I do wonder, Not again, not saying you want to give Zion a cupcake because you don't yeah. want to put a bad team on national TV on Christmas Day. But, you know, if we would have put Knicks Pelicans on, maybe that goes a little bit better. You know, you get to put your Knicks on and Zion gets to feast against whomever. That's an interesting point, too. John Morant. One rookie of the year. Nowhere to be seen on this Christmas Day list. Not at all. Grizzlies should get no love. Um, which, which I feel like, I mean, like Zion, I guess, is the more, like, generational right. talent, right? But, like, I feel like the Grizzlies kind of earned this slot from last right? year. Right, We're, like, legit. We're in the play-in. Yeah. Plus, had rookie of the year. Like, Brandon Clark was another, like, top five rookie of the year candidate Yeah, made, they like, had. first team... All rookie. And they're essentially bringing back, like, the similar team. Again, well, we need to get some updates with Jaron Jackson Jr., how yeah. he's progressing. Yeah. But still, it's like, this. they're a good team. Yeah. I I, I get, again, the Zion appeal. I just, I don't feel the need to, to force him at this point, though, mm. just because he's only played 30-some-odd games yeah. um, for New Orleans. So let's go to the next one. Um, Golden State, Milwaukee. What, what do I feel like there's going to be a lot of tampering? In this game, Every right? time down the court, hey Giannis, you made a mistake. That's <laughs> super max. That, that, that's a piece we have no idea. If Giannis you got decide. 15 days from He's... time of this recording to sign yeah. that super max, the clock's ticking. Um, I feel like if he doesn't sign, that's all we're gonna talk about. And if he yeah. does sign, that's all we're gonna hear about yeah. during the game. Uh, yeah. It's a lose lose for us, and that that may be a <laughs> muted game. Like having on in the yeah. background while while we're cooking. Yep. You know, having like the the nice big lunch. At yeah. that time, right? Because I want to see the whole Steph um, and and Giannis thing play out. Because like they're buddies, that's yeah. cool. Um, both obviously great players. I want to see you know the this newish look Warriors team. Unfortunately, no Clay. I want to see this new look Bucks. Drew Holiday added in there, um, but I don't know. This is gonna be one that like you're right. The side story is probably going to take over a lot, and it, I hope there's a good announcing team it with this fe- one. That doesn't feel the need to focus on it so much. It feels like this is going to be like a 20-point game in the third quarter, and the announcers are just going to keep bringing it up. It's like, yeah. well, Giannis, you know, it was good of him to sign, like, for Milwaukee, it's, like, good for him to sign the Supermax. And then if it's, like, he hasn't signed, it's, well, you know, this could Giannis could be in a Warriors <laughs> uniform this time next yeah. year. yeah. Uh, I I totally get that. I really don't want that. I I like the league though, just kind of leaning into this and just be like, yeah, let's put this game on Christmas. <laughs> like we're not even like gonna like beat around the bush. We're just gonna put this game on Christmas. It's a really interesting like. It's not like I don't think gonna be a competitive game. Like I straight up don't think this is gonna be a good game. Because, like, you put James Wiseman on the court against Giannis, like, this is not going to yeah. end well, right? Like, and Draymond is not guarding him. That's something I want to talk about in the future is the ability of James Wiseman to play in the NBA, and specifically against, like, Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Brooke Lopez is going to have his lunch. Right? <laughs> that's that's the thing. I think the, like, key matchup here, I think you touched on, is, like, Drew Holiday versus... Steph. Steph. Which would be fun. Like, uh, Steph, if he's back to being, Steph, you know, Steph Curry, then, like... He can go gonna, for 30-plus. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting game, and the Warriors are never really out of the game. This Warriors team has turned changed so much, it kind of feels like the Houston thing that we were talking about a little bit ago. Is like, 
It feels like their window is firmly closed now that, that this clay injury has popped up again, unfortunately. And, but it feels like Milwaukee still has every opportunity yeah. to contend. So it's kind of, I don't, it'll be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. I, the second best offensive option in Golden State, we're going to have to have the debate of is it Andrew Wiggins or Kelly Oubre? That's where we're at, Ryan. No, thanks. <laughs> That's what I say to that. <laughs> For the record, I'll take Kelly Oubre. Hey, um, I'm in that same boat, too. <laughs> all right. So we'll go ahead and move on. Um, you, you touched on the Kyrie going against Boston, the former team, the, the Nets-Celtics game. That's probably the main storyline of this. Mm. I'm not... Uh, you could tell me Kyrie Irving doesn't play in this game, and I would not be shocked. See, like he like didn't do an interview the other day. They just like put out a statement, like... We're gonna do everything we can to like keep people safe and all this and that and the other and it's like Kyrie's kind of just like eh, I'll do what I want, which is always Kyrie. So we just talked about how like we don't know John Wall coming back. Like mm-hmm. we've heard really good things about Kevin Durant coming sure. back. We have to see him in an NBA game. I think the most interesting thing coming out of this will be Jason Tatum versus Kevin Durant. Like, I think so too. Like ignore the Kyrie noise and like on the court basketball matchup wise, like Tatum like guarding someone who's an elite scorer. Yeah. Like Kevin Durant is gonna be interesting. Yeah. And then seeing Kevin Durant back at all right. is gonna be fascinating. Because that's the thing, Durant's gonna get some some tough matchups in this, whether it's Jalen Brown, um Tatum, which you mentioned is turned into a wonderful defender. Marcus Even Mark Smart, Smart yeah. pesky. Can you imagine like Oh, he knows you're coming off a leg injury. Marcus Smart's going to be all up in him. Like That's the thing, and Durant's struggled with smaller defenders before, and like Smart kind of fits that profile. Yeah, 6'4", really strong, doesn't back down type guy. Yeah, so we'll, that's probably the more legitimate basketball conversation. The Kyrie part's going to be what gets, you know, more airtime, yeah. but... You're right. It's that wing play, and like that's what the NBA is just dying to have as a league. It's like this is just like great on great, you know, kind of older, proven, great wing guy versus the new young guy um, coming up in Tatum. So you're right. That's gonna be basketball wise the best part of that game for sure. And for for Boston, probably no Kimball Walker. Definitely no Kimball Walker, and that hurts a little. But you know, more gonna be uh, what can Brad Stevens do? What are we going to see from Steve Nash? That'll be his second game. I think the Nets playing the season opener against the Warriors. Um, another just interesting little L- tidbit, league tidbit. just leaning into that. Yeah. Also, I like that um, there. So now talking about like probably the best game of the night is going to be the Mavericks Lakers game, Ryan. The the Luca Lebron matchup because it's phenomenal every time they play. I'm so this is maybe the most like excited I am for a Christmas Day game in a long time. Like, the league nailed this one. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because, like, <clears throat> they played a couple times, I think, yeah. even on, like, nationally last mm-hmm. year. And it was just spectacular. Like, Luka going at LeBron, LeBron going at Luka. Like, this is going to You feel be- the disrespect. Yeah. From, like, LeBron be like, you think this guy's as good as me? <laughs> and Luka's like, yeah, watch this. <laughs> watch this step back. Um, that's what, yeah, this game's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Um, just to watch. And, like, this is definitely the game that... I'm going to take over the TV for. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we're watching this game from start to finish. Mm -hmm. No, and that's the the thing is like this, every time Luka Doncic is on TV, you know, I get Zion is going to get on TV a lot. Every time Luka Doncic is on TV, it's it's must watch at this point. Yeah. I mean, Lakers coming off the championship, LeBron, all that. Like, yeah, of course you watch um, if you're up, especially on the East Coast timer 
or international. But um, Luca is just a completely different dude at this point. Like, if he doesn't finish top five in the MVP, I'm surprised. Zion, it's like, if he makes the all-star game, I am surprised. Right? We're, we're down on two different levels of, like, young guys in the league. Uh, Luca been rocking the headband in practice, Ryan. I'm ready for headband Luca. Okay. Um, I just think that's just all the more sauce down in Dallas. And plus, I mean, it's it's just a shootout. These are going to, like, there's going to be points scored. I can't tell you definitively how many points are going to be scored, like, in those first three games of the night, or of the day. Like, if it wasn't the most high scoring, like, if it didn't get above, like, 105 for any of those six teams in the first three games, like, yeah, that, that's a real possibility. This one... This is like, this feels like, even though we're still in game one or two of the season for these guys, we could get 120. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It, it feels like a 125 to like 132 game. And usually like those type scores don't start popping up till much later in the season, but it's just like those type of teams mm. with, with these. And so I love that. Just the ball's going in a lot. And hopefully we get a healthy Porzingis. We get a fairly healthy Dallas roster, L.A., for the most part, bringing back the same squad, but there's going to be some real adjustments there too. So how do the Lakers look coming off of the the bubble and the championship and you know how healthy or rested do they look? It's going to be major storylines. So I, I just love, and it's in the prime time slot too. All right, like they, they teed this one up perfectly. for And we can talk about the, the ratings from last year. And I mean, ratings were down for everybody, but all that shenanigans... Not not this one. This is it. Yeah, this is like the matchup of the day. And I'm really thankful the league didn't do the Lakers-Clippers thing because I think yes. everyone would have been sick and tired of that by now. Yeah. Um, they did it to open the season. But which I'm, is great and fine. Which, which is fine. Um, I'm just glad they didn't reserve that for like the Christmas Day special. Um, I, I'm interested to see what step Luka can take in this next like off season, whatever extended break. I don't even know what to call it off yeah. off season. Um, I'm excited to see how he comes back, and like this is gonna be his first nationally televised game coming off of that essentially. Yeah. Um, so really pumped. If all the eyes weren't on him before for whatever godforsaken reason, they definitely are now. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And so the last game of the night is gonna be the <laughs> the Clippers Nuggets, and just. I, I audibly cackled at this, Ryan. <laughs> I, again, the league just did a wonderful job leaning into storylines. And so this one, the 3-1 collapse, the thing that kind of broke the Clippers, they're just like, all right, tee it back up. Let's yeah. run it back. <laughs> this is just the absolute mo- Like, this is why the NBA is the best league. It's like, right. they didn't run away from this yeah. matchup. They're, they've... They know that the storyline coming into this is that the Nuggets came back from a 3-1 lead and beat the Clippers and destroyed their hopes of making the NBA yeah. Finals. This is just absolutely like the most dramatic thing a league could do, and I'm so in. On it's it. very petty. Oh, yeah, it's 100%. <laughs> it's like, all right, what would just make both of these franchises like the happiest and least happiest possible? Got it. Right. Nuggets, Clippers, Christmas Day. It's like, what's what's the best way to spend one of the happiest days of the year? Is just like playing this old, like bringing up this old just thing. salt in the wound. Yeah, right? Like getting questions about it, like leading up to and during. It's yeah. just like, oh, it's just going to be incredible to watch. Right. Um, and so I, 
I I appreciate that from the NBA. Also, like just in terms of the basketball, I I want to see the we talked about the Heat bubble, mm. the Nuggets bubble, right? Where Porter was incredible, Jamal Murray was incredible, Jokic was Jokic, insane. Jokic, but he was what we've seen from Jokic yeah. outside of all. Jokic is just Jokic at this point. That was just more, more exposure. To yes, people. it was for sure. Are we going to see skinny Jokic again? Are we going to see thick Jokic again? <laughs> um, but right, so it's like we get to see the Nuggets outside the bubble. The Clippers, we get to see has anything changed? Yeah. Like right, we've seen the offseason stories. We saw Paul George in an interview the other day. It was like we didn't make any adjustments in that series. And then Doc responded yesterday or today with, like, I think we all need to take some ownership in that situation. Um, we've seen the athletic story about how, you know, Pat Bev, openly critical. Lou Will, Montrez, openly critical. Um, team not loving Kawhi getting to live in San Diego. And Paul George just kind of doing his own thing with no accountability. And it's just like one after another, gut punch, gut punch, gut punch. And it's like, guess what most of these guys are still here actually besides doc so um and montrez is just over on the lakers now so it's like y'all gotta figure this out yeah and so uh are we gonna see an early season like yelling match with the clippers or are we gonna be all right we're all cool we're all cool no win or loss we're all cool i i really know what i hope for ryan what's on my christmas list but i i at worst think this is gonna be a good basketball game it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be tightly contested, 100%. Um, it's definitely going to be, I think, some a little bit more high scoring. I mean, heck, Kawhi or Paul George might sit out this game. We don't know because <laughs> they seem to play like every other game. That could be their FU to the league. Yeah, it's like we're not playing in this yeah, game. going to do um, this to us. Which would be awesome because that late night game always feels kind of like a waste anyway. Yeah. Like it feels kind of like the early morning time slot. Um but I I don't know. I'm still excited, somewhat excited for this game. Yeah. I overall I feel like this is one of the better Christmas Day slates we've had in a while. Yeah. I, I feel like last year I don't remember any of the games. Yeah. I, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I feel like there was probably a Lakers Clippers game. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But like they could have done, gone like other ways, like yeah. with um this like last game especially like. I know there was some talk, like, should the Suns maybe get some looks? Yeah. Um, like, Suns Nuggets could have been, like, not it's not rivalry or anything like that, but it would have been fun. Yeah. For sure. It's like, there there are other squads, like, in theory, it's like, well... Portland could have potentially Yeah, Portland, been. for sure. I mean, it a little further out there, but it's like, Minnesota just had the number one overall pick. Yeah. Because you don't want to put that guy on TV. Um, the 2019 NBA games were Celtics Raptors. Remember that one? Okay. Um, Bucks 76ers, Rockets Warriors, Clippers Lakers, Pelicans Nuggets. Yeah. 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 You know, what was what it was. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, the Raptors were coming off the championship. Yeah. Um, I think that was a good game, wasn't it? The Celtics yeah, yeah, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, Or uh, Celtics Raptors, excuse me. The Bucks 76 Again, everyone had a high hopes for the 76ers. I think this was that the game that the 76ers just like destroyed the Bucks in. It, it might have been. I think actually. that's what it was. It wasn't a close game yeah. at all. The Rockets Warriors like I get that whole thing, but that that storyline had been very overplayed. Yeah. The Clippers Lakers again, we we had it last year, right? We couldn't do it again this year. Um the new look Clippers and that whole uh spiel and then the Pelicans Nuggets, the Zion thing, but then Zion didn't hurt. play. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of a disaster. So you know, I feel really good about this this slate, though. The fact that Luca wasn't on it last year is disrespectful. 
That's a good point. Is like he should have been. It's gonna be interesting to look at look back at the schedule a year from now and see if it like panned out to what yeah. we thought it was. When the we, way the league hoped it would. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I mean, that's pretty much. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add about these Christmas days? Christmas Day. No, because I wanted to get more into it, more in the weeds on a later pod. Okay. Nice. Yeah, we still have our predictions. That's yeah. coming up probably next week, right? Yeah, like how the season's going to break. Yeah. Now that hopefully no more drastic trades go down. We can uh, Hold say it with some confidence. James James Harden posted a cryptic thing on his Instagram, so we'll see. Maybe that was just him realizing that he has to play next to John Wall now, <laughs> which could be a thing. Um, anyways... Thank you so much for listening to episode 92 of the Couch GM Podcast. Um, we will see you back for episode 93 in our big blowout predictions podcast, which is the most fun I think I have every year. You can see where we're always right, because we're always right. We're never I wrong. I don't think I've ever been right on any of these <laughs> podcasts. We try, though. We I gotta come best. up with the most in, most improved player. You gotta, you gotta take some new new shots on some guys. Yeah. I have some ideas. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you back for episode 93. Yeah.